People think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. Well, welcome to Kidney Talk. Hey, Lori, I haven't seen you in a while. I haven't seen you either. And happy we, New Year. Oh, Happy New Year happy to Valentine's you. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. We're covering Happy July 4th, too. <laughs> exactly. Great guest today. Yes, we do. Michelle Katz. Michelle Katz, and she goes by the name Mishi. Mishi. I know it's, and you know what? She's not Asian. Doesn't that she, sound like she'd be Asian? Mishi, Mishi. Mishi. Well, welcome to the show, Mishi. Thank you. No, I like being here. <laughs> so how did you get the nickname Mishi? I like sushi and my friend said. That's like what fishy. I thought it sounded like. Yes. <laughs> I know. Mishi, fishy, wishy. I don't know. I like to add E to things. So I guess it fits. Like I say, always tell my dad, can you get me that thingy? And then he yells at me and says, what thingy? Tell me what damn thingy. Sorry. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your history. Now, how long have you been dealing with kidney disease? I've been dealing with it since I was 11, like concrete. Wow, 11, because you're, you seem rather young still. I mean, what are you, 12 now or 13? I always get 12. It's never like 16 or 15. It's always 12. I, I used to get I'm the 19. same thing. You'll love it when you're 40. I know. It's what I always tell everyone. <laughs> I'm like, I hate it now, but I'm going to love it. People will come up to me and say, wow, you know, they have no idea that I'm 40 plus years old. And I actually like to brag about my age because every birthday celebrated is Then you get the reaction. <gasps> no. Yeah. But it's it can be a struggle when you're trying to grow up and you date. and Exactly. Um, right. Well, how old are you? Really? 19. 19. Wow. And you're still in high school, you said. Yes. You're I'm doing being my homeschooled GED. and being GED. And that's probably because you had a lot of medical problems and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Our high school has done that classes are a certain way. And I couldn't go to the class I needed to go to because there were already dialysis. You could probably teach the class. Yes. <laughs> I've seen your postings on Kidney Space and you're very intelligent and articulate. Well, when you're homeschooled, who actually teaches you? Does your mom teach you? Your dad? No, my tutor. Oh, you have a tutor. And does your tutor know about your medical problems? Or you oh, yeah. She's been with me since I was in fourth grade. Oh, in fourth grade and everything. So now, she knows my procrastination skills. Your procrastination. <laughs> wow, Lori's good at that too. So when you are schooling and everything, how do you get, people say, well, people who are homeschooled, where do they find friends and everything? So I understand you're on the internet a lot, right? Yes. And I met my two best friends at the hospital, coincidentally. Are they also kidney patients? No, one is a heart transplant. Um, that's Amanda Panda. And that's Amanda Panda? Yes, we call her Amanda Panda. <laughs> that's not her real name, Lori. Oh. <laughs> and then Tabitha, she's my, she was, she's the odd girl out. She has no problems. She has, she's she's, she was at the hospital? <laughs> was she working at the no, hospital? No, it's a girl's thing, like a girl's group. We just eat and talk. Oh, that's what we do best. That's what women do, Stephen. No, but I, I want to join that group. I love to eat and I love to talk. Exactly. We do be around women, right? But you said you met her at the hospital. What was she doing at the hospital? That's in the hospital that we have like a floor with psychiatrists. Oh, uh, and so she's part of the healthcare team. Yep. Oh, she was a part oh, okay. of the healthcare team. Yeah. We, oh, that's what I was trying to figure out why she was in the hospital. Yeah, it was pretty much just the group and we all joined at the same time and 
we became friends and we really they realized that I was the harmless nut that I just like to hug. Oh, you're a hugger. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> so what was your cause of renal failure? Um, I was born without a bladder. Oh, so wow. and then something was deformed. My you parents were born never born without a bladder. How does yep. that how does that happen? How does it work? I don't know. No one ever gave me a concrete answer. Really? You said it's like a birth defect. Oh, a birth defect. And so... How does it work? I mean, yeah, so, I, so I, if you don't have a bladder, um, what do they do? They take the youth and they build a stomach first, which I had for... What is that now? You they take out, I don't know. A bag or something? Yeah, it's like a bag. Look, and, so you have a fake bladder. Yeah. And then they rebuild one. It's The surgery like took like 25 hours, they said. 25 hours? And the doctor rebuild one, which they take... They do it if sometimes you have um, somewhat of a bladder, like sometimes with cerebral palsy. Did but you have somewhat of a bladder? No. You had no bladder. Had I no believe bladder. so, yeah. I don't know. I don't I was really young back then. I was like five. Right, five. Right. So they built this new bladder. Did it end up the bladder cause you to have kidney problems? Um it kind of they said it's kind of before that, because I had so many infections, it just killed the kidneys slowly. Okay. Oh, both of the kidneys, huh? Yeah. One was taken out when I was back in five when I was five. One was what? Taken out when I was five. Oh, taken out. Taken out when you were five. And the other one When I was twelve or so. And it left. La- Oh, oh, but but I mean, you, you lived on clean. one kidney for a while, yep. right? So you were 12. Then you had to start dialysis at 12. It, the creatinine went up, but it was still cleaning fluid. So I wasn't on a fluid restriction back then. Oh, well, that's oh, good. Are okay. you on one now? Yeah. Oh, you don't like that. This is you? why I still have this bottle of water. Yes, you don't like that, do you? No. I hated that at the time. And I kept thinking to myself, if I could only drink more and I can only drink more. And now that I don't have the fluid restriction, I'm not drinking enough. They keep saying, drink more, drink more. No, I've always been a drinker. So for me, the transition was quite hard. So the bottle of scotch in your purse, is that uh, a problem? (laughs) Hey, I'm Russian. We drink vodka. Vodka, right. And Jewish, so we drink Manischewitz and vodka. Yeah, Manischewitz and vodka mixed together. That's That sounds delicious. We try that one. So how long have you been on dialysis now? And are you waiting for a transplant? I've been on five years. And I am waiting, but um, with my legs, st- my leg surgeries are coming up, so they keep postponing it a little bit. So you have leg problems too? Yes. What um, happened to your leg? Did you have compartment? I think yes. you said you had compartment, I had compartment syndrome. syndrome. Compartment syndrome. What in the world is that? That's a Second secret most society for women. It's a compartment we go to and we don't tell you about. What? <laughs> what is compartment syndrome? The muscles start expanding and they have nowhere to go. So did you have a fluid buildup? Did you have a fluid? Dr. House had it on his show. That's how I diagnosed it. And the doctor's like, we're not testing that because you saw it in the house. And I'm like, but that's what I have. Oh, and you diagnosed it yourself? Yes. From a television show? Yes, Dr. House. You know what? You should write that show and tell them. That's pretty know. fascinating. That is really fascinating. So for the people listening, compartment syndrome is when you have a lot of fluid buildup in your legs and then it, it becomes so painful, they have to relieve it. And when I had my third transplant, because my kidney was working, but my bladder wasn't working. So all the urine went to my right foot and they had to do what's called a fasciotomy on the side of my leg to release the fluid because the fluid builds up in the tissue and there's so much pressure that it can cause the foot to die, basically, or the leg. Wow. And it's extremely painful, and I did recover from it. So you're working on recovering from it, and I it is painful. Oh, yeah. The, I, I kind of blacked out, actually. Because really? they can't, they can't um, it's, since it's nerve-related, Yeah, they can't block the pain there. 
So I, I've never heard of that. The you don't want to hear about it. You don't the only thing when I was either. had when I had my transplant, they had put an IV, a fluid IV in me, and they missed the vein. So slowly, you very slowly, up. my arm blew I had up. That. And they, they, it actually, my arm started, the, the, the liquid started to come through the skin I had and form blisters, you know. This it, is the horror show of what happened You sound like three old people. I got that. I had that. That's what it sounds like when I'm with my grandparents. Yeah. They're like, oh, my back is hurting. I got and that. And I'm like, oh, my head is hurting. Yeah. And they always say, I got that. Mine was worse than that. So you're dealing with the compartment syndrome. Is it getting better? Well, the compartment syndrome last, I got a fasciotomy. Mm-hmm. A What? It's the thing to relieve it. Oh, facial. I am not a medical student. I go to Harvard Hospital, but I am not a Harvard student. She sounds like one, though. I know. She's Um, like a doctor. Yeah, they just, I actually had it on my right leg. They actually just basically cut the side of your leg and let it drain. Oh, that's, you know what? Let's move on. (laughs) Well, we saw you at the prom again this year. I saw you last year. And, And how was the difference between the two proms? Well, last year I just escaped the winter weather and I walked in and I'm like, this is the theme. The winter, winter wonderland, yeah. I just walked into Boston pretty much. Yes. With lights. Except it was a lot warmer here in yes, Los Angeles. It was warmer. And this year there was, you but see you don't all want the to see any of reminiscent of snow when you're in a place like this. No, but, and, and the, the week that you were here, it was in the 80s, you know? It's been nicer here now this year than it was last year. Right, it was a little cold, but it's this beautiful. year we had, they had all the Wizard of Oz I things. love Wizard of Oz. So oh, wow. And Lori loves Wizard of Oz I, too. I do. I loved Wizard. I was in my element this past Sunday. It was absolutely incredible. It was great. It was so many people there, you know, and the music, I got to tell you, it must be my age. I don't like that kind of music. I don't like it either. Really? What kind of music do you like? David Bowie. Don't whisper, okay? David Bowie. Do you know I worked with David Bowie? Can I pray to you now? And you know what? I got to tell you, he's a very, very nice person. Because I You're going to get a hug. I was was doing an (laughs) HBO show, and he was guest starring on it, and I was guest starring on it. And there was nothing wrong with me, but I was contemplating something. I was just you know, looking and I was thinking about something and he came up to me and he said, is everything all right? Cause you look like there's something wrong. And everybody always says that to me. You look like there's something wrong, but he was just very nice. You know, just a really nice gentleman. He seems, I've seen two of his concerts. Well, you're on kidney space and you're always educating people uh, about, you know, how to find out about their illness and how to learn more about it. And you're, you're 19 years old. Um, which is so amazing because I meet so many younger people that they don't want to know about it. What gives you the courage and strength to do all the things you need to do to live with this illness? Because I've done it my whole life and I feel like I kind of learned early on with my personality that you have to laugh before everyone else does kind of. And um, the best way to laugh at something is when you know more about it. So, you, you know, you know who a resident is like, I have a skill that I can find. I can look at a doctor and know if he's a resident or a fellow or an attending. So you have to laugh. I find. How do you tell? Residents usually wear scrubs very, you know, properly. They usually wear sneakers, not clogs. A lot of them will have a vest or a fleece on, a couple of pagers, and they look tired. And they have that dazed look on their face or that stuck in the headlights look. (laughs) Like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? And a fellow, what does a fellow look like? Kind of the same, just a little bit more sure of themselves, but not completely. And then a doctor's real sure of himself. Yes. Right. They're kind of like, (laughs) yep, that's me. 
I know what's wrong with you. (laughs) It's, it's, you know, it's very interesting. A lot of people we interview are older people. And it's interesting when one has to, and Lori has experienced this, that, you know, one has to grow up with this disease and it becomes a part of your life. And I think what you're saying is how, you know, the question was, how do you, how did you survive this? And you said you have to laugh at yourself. And when you know more about the disease and you're in control, the unknown is always very scary. And it's hard to laugh when you're scared. And the unknown to me is very scary. It is. But I think I've found myself kind of, it sounds strange, but I found myself through my disease because I've been tested, like, you know, from, with my fear, I've been tested so far. Like, um, my mother and me don't have the best relationship. But through that, like, I've seen who really stuck around with me. You know, my friends and my dad and my grandmother. No, most of my family who stuck around in my just learn more about myself through that. You think your mother did not stick around with you? No, she didn't really stick around. She kind of do you know too was much. she overwhelmed by your disease? It could have been that. I don't know. It's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We just were very different people, I guess. Right? Is she still in your life right now? Not really. Oh, okay. So your your mother and father are not together. No. Oh, I see. I see. But your dad is very involved. Yes. Um, my dad is a little bit too involved. Oh, does he do the dialysis needles for you and everything? No, but he's wanted to. Now, do you do home dialysis? No, I'd go to my wonderful unit. Your wonderful unit. Did you ever think about doing home dialysis? We do. I live like 15 minutes away from my unit. Mm-hmm. And it just made no sense to, we would have to rebuild everything to do it. You'd have to rebuild it? Yeah, because I couldn't do the next stage. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. You couldn't do next stage because you don't have a water outlet and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot of obstacles sometimes for patients getting home. Like if I lived like somewhere in the boonies, it would probably, we would look into it, but we don't live there and we live like 10 minutes at the farthest away, 15 of its traffic. Yeah, and, and, and also with next stage, you have to do it every day, yeah. six days a week, but a lot less time. So how do you deal with the diet? You know, I know Especially you're on a fluid as a teenager, I know, yeah. it's tough. I mean, for me, it was <clears throat> tough. No comment. <laughs> I mean, when I was a teenager, I learned how I could get along with the diet and still maintain my numbers. She doesn't get along with anybody else, but she gets along with her diet. I get along with the numbers in the diet. Yeah. I just do my best. Like I, I try not to drink a lot. I usually, I'm pretty simple. My dad thinks too simple. I usually eat the same things every day, which is egg noodles, meat, and a little bit of ketchup. So, so what do you have for breakfast? A cookie. <laughs> a cookie. If I have time. What do you have for lunch? I don't eat lunch. What Unless I'm for, home. What do you have for dinner? Egg noodles and ketchup and meat. Meat. Do you find yourself hungry? Yes. <laughs> but that's mostly because my dad is always bringing dinner late. He's what? Speak- He's always notoriously late for dinner. Always oh, oh, late for dinner. Late and you're for I'll be like, where's dinner? He's like, I'm making it. And I'm like, where's dinner? I'm making it. And this is two hours later. Oh, so, well, you just have to learn how to cook. I do know how to cook, but I can't stand for a long time. So it's oh because of the compartment stuff. syndrome yeah and because my leg is too dropped that I can't stand so you have to figure out how to sit and cook when you're sitting down well how did I you try dance? that my dad yelled at me how did how did you dance at the at the prom then I danced a little and I sat back down right and I danced some more when my song came in now, she me, looked fabulous in that oh, black I, dress oh I, I did I you saw see her. that I absolutely saw her now let me ask you something I saw you eyeing a couple of guys at the prom. And and did you did you in, end up dancing with them? No. No. Why? There's a guy in Boston. 
There's a guy in Boston. <laughs> she doesn't want to cheat on him. Oh, what a dance. Her heart is already well, we're not given together. To I'm a very commitment-full person. A oh, commitment-phobia person? Phobia per- What's his name, or can you not say it on, on Well, me show? and my friends refer to him as Hot Dork. Hot Dork. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> that could refer to a lot of people. <laughs> not when you're that cute and you go to Brandeis. You go to... Oh, so- oh okay. he goes to Brandeis University? Oh, and he must be a lot older than you. Uh, he's 23, yeah. 23. Four no, years, that's reasonable. Yeah, that is reasonable. How Women did you... mature faster than men. Right, exactly. that's true. <laughs> I haven't matured, though. So, um, listen, how did you originally find out about the prom? I was on the net. My nurse gave me Lori's book. I read it. and What did you think of that book? I, I love that. That book is my Bible. Ask my dad. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'd be like... Mrs. Hartwell's book said, and he's like, if I hear that one more time, I swear to God, I'm throwing that book out. Yeah. <laughs> Does the book say stand up for yourself? Exactly. <laughs> I what, know. I've, and what's I, great about it is Lori's books, we're going to put it on tape. I so. know. I talked to the lady, Wendy um, Carter. Carter, who did. Yes. We talked for a while. So Yes. And uh, we're, we're planning to put it on tape so people who you know can't see very well, because a lot of diabetics are kidney patients and they can't see very well. That would be great for them to listen to the book on tape. What did you like most about the book? I'm a fashion forward person. I don't know if that makes sense with my a closet. fashion forward? Yeah. I, what does that mean? I'm daring. I like to wear sequins. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I like to wear shiny things a lot. I like to surprised by dialysis with themed Mondays where I dress up somehow. Right. Just what did you dress up one Monday as? A hippie thing. I had a dress that was like hippie-ish. So you try to make it fun going to dialysis. Exactly. Try I try to fun. twist it up. Did I them. tell a story about dressing up as a hippie on no. Monday in Chronically Happy or did that escape me? <laughs> so what else have you dressed up as? Have you ever dressed up as like animals and I stuff? I think I once, but that wasn't for Dallas. That was just a normal day. Oh, that's just a normal day. Oh, I see. <laughs> I had cat ears on. Cat, cat ears. ears. Do, you, do you watch sci-fi a lot? Some of it. Yeah. because My dad's more of the sci-fi nerd. He likes that. sci-fi? Yeah. He's like... Because I know a lot of sci-fi fans get dressed up in costumes. I am a Rocky and, Horror Picture Show fan. Yeah, yeah. They get dressed up in costumes. I know the Time Warp. The Time Warp song. So Chronically Happy is one of your favorite books. Do you have a favorite movie? Yes. What Silence is- of the Lambs and Labyrinth. Silence of the Lambs and... Labyrinth what? with David Bowie. Yes. And Silence, Silence of the Lambs is scary. scary. It's with not Jody scary. Foster. No, yeah. but wow. like, it's a thing. It's a, we won Oscars. How many horror movies have won Oscars? Well, I don't know if it's so much a horror movie. I think it's a thriller. Yeah. And what did you think of uh, Benjamin Clarice. Button? I haven't seen it yet. My tutor won't let me. Because we read the um, short story. And until I finish my paper on it, I can't Oh, I see. I see. It is a a good movie, but it's a long movie. It's a very long movie, but it got 13 Oscar nominations. And I was in their offices today, earlier. You know Brad Pitt? I don't know him, but his picture was up there. Did you steal it for us? <laughs> no, it was a beautifully done picture. It was a sepia tone picture, but they're very, they were buzzing all around the office today because they, they got 13 excited. nominations. Yeah. It's, it was a very good short story. I'm a very big Fitzgerald fan, so I'm very excited. Ella Fitzgerald? No, um, Scott Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah, Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> well, right. do you have a favorite comedy? Yes, I love, love Animal House. And my friends always quote it. Never heard of it. You never heard of it? No. <laughs> What's your favorite quote in the movie? What am I? Oh, the zit. Yes. John <laughs> And of course, great. I'm loud, so I like to yell, Toga, Toga, Toga. 
Oh, that that's that was a fun scene. What to was do. your favorite line, Stephen, in uh, Animal House? Oh, my favorite line in Animal House. Oh gosh, there's was so many. Uh, you know, I just you mean a line of mine, or mm-hmm. or yeah, I oh. can't say it on the air actually. Okay, well, yeah. what was your sec- second favorite line? <laughs> I guess, oh boy, is this great? You know that one. <laughs> but um, I wanted to ask you, you had a wish earlier this year that was granted to you. And now how many people yeah, have wish. wishes yeah, that are granted? And uh, it, was it, it wasn't anything to do with American Idol and meeting no. Simon. God, no. No. And, and <laughs> I want to know, share a little bit about that wish and what the wish was, how it was accomplished and given to you. Well, actually we started, it was the Make-A-Wish Foundation and we had started it about three years earlier. And then I got the sickness and stuff. So it took a while. And then I really thought about it for a long, quite a long time because I didn't want it to be something, you know, that I could remember even after like another 20 surgeries. So, and I said, I really like documentaries and that's kind of what I used to watch when I um, was sick and I really like movies and I thought it would be a cool experience. So my wish was to make a documentary about teens on dialysis. Uh, uh, to make a documentary about what? Teens on dialysis. Oh my gosh. And did did you do that? Yes, I did do it. And it was a very nice production company in Boston, which did it for me. Really? Yes. So and, how and, can and we see this? How do you, yeah. Well, I don't have copyright to it, so I'm not allowed to show it on the internet or whatever. Because I wanted to put it on YouTube. Is it but I forgot to ask it. for that in the wish, huh? <laughs> yeah, you always get the rights. <laughs> always get the, the per, rights in perpetuity. Um, but um, let me ask you something. How long is the documentary? It's 34 minutes. Um, I, re- I, I don't know. I really liked making it. When you say make it, were you the subject of it? Or did you actually direct it? Did you write I it? I am a star. I was in it. You were in it. And did, uh, they, did they direct it? They, I wrote for it. And they, yes, I did. I did some of the directing. I'm not sure exactly what directing. And, and is 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 it been entered in any contest or anything? I believe so. I don't remember what's the name right now. Right. And and where can we see this? Yeah. We'd love to see I it. I can send one. No, well, but I mean, to, to anybody who's listening, could you go on YouTube and see it? Or Well, they told me I can show it to whoever I want, as long as no, you know, crazy people get to it. Right. And, I don't know but what I they mean, meant. Can one see it on YouTube? Yes, but I, yes. And how would we, how would we find it? On YouTube. I am going to put it on. Oh, it's not on r- right now. Yeah, because we had a problem because I'm not supposed to put it on the internet because they were worried that someone might get so, to it. So why I don't see. they want anybody to see it? It's not that they don't want people to see it. They, I can show it to whoever I want. Yeah, but how come they don't want the public to see it? Uh, I guess because there's a lot of information about our hospital and using names. and. Oh, they didn't get they proper. Didn't get they didn't get clearance. But they don't they... want, I guess, people to come like random people. To come to our unit. So did the hospital say, no, you can't use this? Oh, yeah, of course they said. They they don't mind. They love it. So who's saying that we can't the use make it? The Make-A-Wish. Oh, Make-A-Wish is saying But I can that. show it to whoever I want. So I can go to, like, to a room of people and show it. I just wow. can't. Well, that's just give it out to anyone. So do you? how many copies do you have? Now, one. Do they well, have... <laughs> we can all share. Once you watch it... You okay, are... I need to make a wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, Make-A-Wish, I thought that was for kids who were terminally ill, but you're certainly not terminally ill because you're um, vivacious. No, it's life-threatening and... illnesses. Oh, life-threatening. So that's what they consider. Oh, I see. I could have gotten a wish when I was a little kid, and I didn't do it. Why is that? 
I, you know, when I was little, they approached me and that just never followed through. But I get approached a lot by the Make-A-Wish Foundation to help us find kids because they need to find kids to give wishes to. And I just refer them to the, you know, Children's Hospital or some of the pediatric facilities because they're um, working with that group too. So they're, you know, Make-A-Wish is actively looking for people to grant wishes for. So, you know, Stephen, we could we could see if you could get a wish and we could just say, you're Benjamin Buttons going backwards. Well, exactly, you're really only exactly. eight. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'd love to have a wish granted. I don't know. When I did, I really, I knew that I didn't want to do anything like for mm-hmm. me. I knew, well, I knew it wanted to be for me, but I didn't knew I didn't want it to be like. It wouldn't be like, I want to, I want to meet David Bowie or something. Actually, that was my, if it, if the movie thing came through, that was my secondary. So what was the message of the a video? Um, just, I called it Define Normal. Define Normal. Define. Define. F-I-N-E. Correct. Okay. Correct? Well, that's a great title. Like normal is, you know, a right. setting on the dryer. <clears throat> yeah. That's a great title, you know. I'd love to see it, you know. And what, do you know what it was shot on? Japanese cameras. No, no, no. I mean, was it, <laughs> was it a, a tape or film or? A big camera. Aha, that's the technical term for it. <laughs> big camera. Ooh, and so big. they edit it. So in, in addition to you being in it, <coughs> I believe it was a tape, actually. I and think it, I got it. In addition to you being in the film, are there other people in the film? Yes, there's my friend Tiffy. Tiffy? Tiffany. Oh. Well, um, you know what we can do. You have all these pet names. Out, like they're, I, I always know. think they're animals. There's Tiffy the cat. <laughs> And there's Bobo the bear, <laughs> you know. That's not bad. I gave all my dialysis nurses and staff a, a rap name. A rap name? Yeah. Like like Notorious B or? No, um, our nurse, one of our nurses, Karen, is K-Flood. Is what? K-Flood. 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 K- she, K- How did you come up with K-Flood? Her last name is Flood and her first name is Karen. Oh, so Oh, I K- thought it has nothing to do with dialysis. Though. No, no. No, she's just giving mm. them rap names. Oh, See, when you give somebody a nickname, it's supposed to be a term of a, affection. Exactly. Oh, I, you know, I named mine Fistula. Fistula. <laughs> yeah, that was my rap name for my, my nurse. So, you, know. you know, one of the things I would like to know is, what could you tell other kids your age, young adults, about, you know, you're posting on Kidney Space, you're active in care, you wrote a beautiful article for us. What gives you the inspiration to just keep going out there and helping other people? I don't know. I just feel like... That's my goal in life. It's like, I feel like everything is for a reason. You know, I think life would be kind of hopeless if I felt like, you know, what what good would I do if I just sat at home and said, oh, I have kidney failure. Poor me. It's all about me. But did you ever feel like that? Because I I do, of course. Everyone does. Yeah, because actually as an adult, I felt like this, you know, out of all the people in the world. You know what I found myself doing? I found myself at public places looking at people you know, especially guys, what their blood type is, you know, yeah. and, and no, no, not what their blood type, but I'm thinking this guy has no idea what it's like to, you know, not be able to go to the bathroom and to have to sit on dialysis. And I would say, oh, that guy's walking around with two healthy kidneys and probably just takes it for granted. I started to get bitter towards healthy people, which was a really <laughs> weird thing. I mean, because it's, I have and, that. and you get depressed. I, I would get depressed about having kidney disease. I do get depressed. Which is why I see a therapist, a lovely one, for um, twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and my staff is Your very therapist's st- name is Ice-T? <laughs> no, her name is Oria. Oreo? Oria. Oria. She's Israeli. Oh, she's Israeli. You call her the big eye or? 
or something something <laughs> something rap name do you have a rap name for her not yet. awesomeness awesomeness okay awesomeness. <laughs> um no and i have a really good support system my friends are usually there holding a box of chocolates <laughs> or cookies or not chocolates Shh. well this is what would, it would probably go like this here's some chocolates no michelle you can't have chocolates Give it back. No, why can't you have chocolate? <laughs> because they're high in phosphorus. Oh, and you know what's so weird? Is I always had to take those stupid pills, uh, the, the phosphorus binders. Yes. The Renagel. Renagel and stuff. And, and now my phosphorus low. is low. My phosphorus is low now. I love man. cheese. I can't have I love I cheese. But that you know what? I'm weakness. trying to lose weight, so. Cheese was my weakness on dialysis, Oh, it's too. Nuts. I love nuts. Nuts. No, I'm okay. I have enough nuts. Yeah. <laughs> My family's composed of them. We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our healthcare team. We can take steps towards self-improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference. 